We've got a Northeast Ohio angle on the presidential race, the return of a name you might remember from an old corruption case, and the reopening of Cleveland's arena. It's Tuesday on The Wake Up, the daily news briefing from Cleveland.com. I'm Chris Quinn. If Joe Biden wins the Democratic presidential nomination, he will have a Cleveland guy to thank for it. Greg Schultz, who helped engineer Barack Obama's back-to-back presidential victories in Ohio, is the national campaign manager this year for Biden. He said this to our Washington, D.C. reporter, Sabrina Eaton. One of the things that I've always appreciated about Biden, having traveled with him to literally every corner of Ohio, from the inner city to Appalachia, is that he is one of the few politicians that I've been with who you can literally take anywhere and he is at ease and has a comfortability. Schultz is a 39-year-old who got his first taste of retail politics as a child, knocking on doors with his mom to urge support for Parma's school levies. Schultz's mom taught special ed at Parma's Ridgebrook Elementary School. His dad was also a special ed teacher. Parma's not a city that is friendly to taxes, so the ones Schultz campaigned for almost always went down, but he enjoyed talking to people about them. Those early days on the Parma stump launched him toward the national stage. Nate Gray is a name from the distant, but not too distant, time when Cleveland seemed to be beset by corruption, but he's back in the news. A judge declined Friday to release the confidant of former Cleveland Mayor Michael R. White from the Federal Bureau of Prisons' custody, something Gray sought even though he has been free from prison since June. The prison system let Gray, 61, out of a West Virginia lockup early under the Elderly Offender Program, but he has to stay at home and wear a GPS monitoring device. He hoped to be released entirely, but U.S. District Judge James Gwynn in Cleveland said no way. Gwynn is the judge who sentenced Gray to 15 years in 2005 for a 14-year scheme where private companies paid Gray to bribe public officials on their behalf. The goal was to secure lucrative government contracts in Cleveland, East Cleveland, Houston, and New Orleans. Gwynn said in his latest ruling that the heart issues, back problems, and other ailments that Gray claims to have just don't qualify him for release. That means Gray has to wait for his former release date in February. Here's a story that shouldn't surprise anyone. A Cleveland man accused of crashing into and killing a bicyclist while trying to flee from police in a stolen SUV with a two-year-old girl in the backseat has a lengthy criminal history that involves stolen vehicles. Police say Eric Maldonado, 38, stole the car after the two-year-old's mom got out of the car to use a bathroom Friday on West 44th Street near Trent Avenue. A friend of the mom was watching the car when Maldonado rode up on a bike, chatted with the mom's friend, and then jumped into the car and raced off. The mom called police, who spotted him, but Maldonado sped away from them too, and as he did, he hit 28-year-old Devon Payne, who had the misfortune of being on a bike on West 45th Street and Bridge Avenue at the time. Payne died in an ambulance on the way to Metro Health Medical Center. Police tell us Maldonado ultimately crashed into a parked car in a tree before he was arrested. He's in jail on charges of aggravated vehicular homicide, aggravated robbery, and kidnapping. He's got three previous convictions for stolen cars in 2018, 2017, and 2016. 
We have two disturbing stories about people setting fires that killed dogs and in one case hurt someone. In Akron, a 15-year-old boy has been charged with arson and attempted murder in connection with a house fire Monday that hospitalized his grandfather and killed the dog. Firefighters appear to have arrived quickly and put the fire out, rescuing the 71-year-old grandfather who uses a wheelchair. He was in critical condition Monday afternoon. Firefighters saved three cats, but a dog in the house died. The 15-year-old admitted starting the fire, but police don't yet know why. In another case, the Cleveland Animal Protective League released a photo of a man they think is connected to the death of a dog that was set on fire at an East Cleveland apartment complex. The APL is offering $2,000 as a reward in that case. East Cleveland police officers found the dog after someone left it in a crate and set it on fire on September 6th. The dog's burn injuries were so severe that it had to be euthanized. A $185 million transformation of Quicken Loans Arena into Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is finally done, and people headed to this weekend's unveiling will see that it feels like new. Pretty much everything surrounding the playing floor and the interior bowl have been redone. We sat down with CAV CEO Len Komorowski to find out how the renovations evolved since they were announced a couple of years back, and you can read that interview on cleveland.com. Check the website throughout the morning for other special preview coverage, including a photo-intensive tour of the Fieldhouse's new event level. You can check out the place yourself on Saturday in an open house, starting with what sounds like some kind of grand stunt to reopen the arena at 10 a.m. The open house closes at 7 Saturday night. You need a ticket to get in, but the tickets are free. Go to rocketmortgagefieldhouse.com to get them. The first actual event in the new digs will be Monday when the Black Keys perform. Let me close with a plug for our weekly This Week in the CLE podcast, where reporters and editors at Cleveland.com talk in pretty interesting detail about the big stories they've been covering. Look, I'm the editor at Cleveland.com and I host this thing, and I never walk away from it not having learned something about Northeast Ohio's big stories. We've got a good team here, so give it a listen and see what you think. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Just look for This Week in the CLE.